Hey everybody, this is Dave Hodges. Welcome back. We're glad you could stay with us. Um, you know who we are. And who we are is the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We have Paul Martin with us and we have some stunning and breaking news revelations that you're not going to want to miss. Very, very serious stuff. But before we get started, I need to let you know there are some people who make this show possible. First of all, my good friend, Steve Quayle. I'm a customer. And why do I have Steve Quayle's gold and silver? Because I know when the collapse comes, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, I'll be ready because I've got precious metals to replace my soon-to-be worthless cash. How do you get yours? Well, the link is on my website at thecommonsenseshow.com for Renaissance Precious Metals, or you can simply give Steve a call at 406-586-4842. That's 406-586-4842. Tell them Dave Hodges sent you. Also, we're brought to you by preparewithdave.com. The best in storable food. 70% off restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life. It's the best deal in America. And if you haven't started, they have two and four-week bags that you can collect at a low price. And you can start to add to your collection. But I wouldn't wait because things are quickly spinning out of control. And finally, we're brought to you by Virtual Shield. In this day and age, you do not want people to track you on the net, not just because you have the right to remain private. You do, but you have the right to remain safe. If the wrong people get in charge, Chinese social credit system, full implementation, the men in black will show up at your door. It's that simple. They can also keep people out of your computer, prevent identity theft, and you can get all that for less than $3 a month. How do you do yours? How do you get started? Go to hidewithdave.com, hidewithdave.com. All right, here we go. Paul Martin and I were talking on the phone earlier today, and we tried to do this interview in another venue, and we were cut off twice, so we're on try number three. And uh, you know those antennas that I've shown you in my neighborhood? I've now had NSA and DHS tell me their data gathering information. And I said, well, who do you think they're for? Well, dummy, who else are they after? You live in rural Arizona, ain't nobody else out there doing what you do. So let me say, hi guys, glad you could be with us. But I want to say hi to Paul Martin. I'm glad he could be with us too. Paul, we got something serious to unpack, my friend. Yeah, we we kind of got a new alert by a friend of mine and a friend of yours. Uh, he's got a new, we'll just say friend. Uh, he's a flag grade military officer, and he had contacted our friend and told him that the the correct number as far as they know at this time is 8,000 Spetsnaz troops in the United States. Tell people what Spetsnaz are if they're new to that concept. Hello Paul, I dropped off for a second. Let me ask the question again, uh, God willing. Tell people um, the nature of the Spetsnaz. Well there's a book you can get on Amazon uh, you can just type in Spetsnaz and uh, read about it. Uh, but they're some of the best of best in the world. They're a couple of their top uh, operational skills, we'll say, are political assassinations and demolitions. Um, according to a source of mine, that I talked to, and we've talked about this before, Dave, is that you get about six or seven Spetsnaz troops, and they can probably take down Denver in a night. That that's clearly that clearly matches what I know to be true. Um, we're getting drop-offs here, people, so be patient with us. Paul and I are having trouble hearing each other, but we're going to press on. Um, I've been told. And actually, one of the sources was our mutual source here who wishes to remain anonymous about the 8,000 Spetsnaz. But, Paul, I've been told that a team of eight Spetsnaz could take down the grid in a city the size of Phoenix that has 4 million people. Absolutely. So, this isn't small potatoes. Uh, Let me go back to the beginning, and we'll expand on it this way. In 2011, I actually went and looked this up today. In 2011, 
treasonous President Obama, former President Obama, actually had FEMA contract with the Russian Foreign Ministry to send the first 15,000 Russian troops to America, the first Russian troops ever on American soil. We went ballistic. We couldn't believe it. And also at Fort Carson, just south of Colorado Springs, I have photos of Spetsnaz training with American soldiers. And I heard from these some of these soldiers. I heard from someone close to the base commander at the time that's no longer in the military. And they were all pissed. Every one of them could not believe Obama had done this. Now, the base commander eventually paid for his um, displeasure with his job. And this was the beginning of the infiltration of Russian soldiers in an upfront manner into the United States, including the Spetsnaz. Paul, do you remember that 2011 report? Oh, absolutely. If you remember uh, our same source that I called at that time, because I knew when it, when it was published in the Denver paper that they never give us the right numbers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I called him. And uh, he called me back 48 hours later, and he said, Paul, this is from Langley. He said, the correct number is 250 advanced parties in each of the five largest bases in the United States. Say that number again, please. 250 advanced party in the five largest military bases in the United States. That's enough to take down 30 major cities with power grids. And that was quite a while ago. Yeah. So now we're hearing 8,000. And that's from a flag grade officer. Do you have anything that would indicate the direction that this could take? And I'm talking operational standpoint. Well, I think if you look at the New World Order the Democrats and everything that we've got going on. Um, one of the things they hate is, number one, the middle class. Of course, they hate religion. Uh, but I, when I was talking to our source today, uh, from a Marine, being a Marine perspective as mine is, uh, I, you know, I, I wouldn't worry too much about the Rust Belt and Philadelphia and and Baltimore's done. Uh, Chicago's a war zone. They don't need to, they don't need to bother with that. But places like Phoenix and L.A., uh, Austin, Houston, uh, maybe Oklahoma City, prosperous areas around the country where people are doing okay. Uh, you know they got a good uh, uh, you know business is going good and and stuff like that. So from a marine aspect, I would place my my sources in those kind of areas for uh, grid introduction, uh, political assassinations, whatever else they've got planned. Do you think members of Congress are at risk? Uh, let, let me ask know, a question this be... way. Let, let, let me rephrase, Paul. <laughs> Antifa versus Spetsnaz. If members of Congress are at risk, and I'm talking uh, Nunez and uh, Ryan Paul and people like this. Who are going to be the antagonists here? Will it be the George Soros organizations or will it be the Spetsnaz? It, it'll, it'll undoubtedly be the Spetsnaz. You know, Antifa's, from a Marine Pass perspective, or nothing. Uh, but, I mean, these guys can get the job done. They can shut up the, the grid down in Phoenix and Denver. Uh, they can shut it down in Miami. They can shut it down in Houston, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, Oklahoma City. Uh, do that in one night. Yeah. I have a friend who works, um, well, he's a retired educator and he works as a watchman for power grids. And they've received these reports. Not to the detail that you're presenting, but along these lines. They're worried about Middle Eastern terrorists and Russian spetsnaz. 
They're not allowed to carry guns on their security missions, but they do because they know what they're facing, potentially. And they guard the infrastructure with the power grid. And I'm not going to tell you what city they're in because I don't want to have this lead back to my guy. But I asked him, I said, how serious are these people about these threats? Serious is a heart attack. They tell you that if you see activity, you're to run and contact either by walkie-talkie or by cell phone as you're on the move. And by run, they mean take their company-owned trucks. They do have a way in and they have two ways out. And they think that they have escapability. But I will tell you this, Paul, and this is my concern for my friend. You know as well as I do that when they send the teams in to take down the grid, if this is what the Russians are intending, they will have a perimeter team set up that will prevent any escape or any intrusion from the outside until they're done. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And I've told him that. and He says, well, I guess I'm dead meat. For the life of me, I don't know why anyone would do this work. And they usually employ veterans. And uh, they, they want it. This guy's not a veteran, but they bring in veterans often to do this job. And I can't believe veterans can't see through the vulnerability of what it is they're being asked to do. It's dangerous. But, Paul, what, what I'm telling you should match up very closely with what your source told you about the Spetsnaz threat. Well, let, let's go a little further than that. Uh, I've got a friend that's in, like you and I have a lot of friends in talk radio. He got a call today on his show, and this gentleman called in to say that he was a very good friend with a National Hockey League player that happened to be Russia, Russian. And the guy just told him he was with Spetsnaz. He's actually been to the range with this guy, and he never has seen anybody shoot a handgun like this. And if you remember a report we did, I don't know, three or four or five years ago, that my the, the range that I particularly shoot at uh, had had him and his friends show up at the range, and uh, he ran back out to his car and said, there's Russians here at the range. And so after everything was over with, uh, he called me back and he said, he said that he told the, the Russian guys that were shooting there, he said, man, I ain't never seen anybody shoot a handgun like you. He said, you guys in the military? And, and, and uh, uh, no, he said, we're uh, mechanical engineers. <laughs> And he said, well, you guys shoot really good for mechanical engineers. And then the, 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 the youngest one, uh, there were four young people and one older guy that was a handler, evidently. And the, the, the young man that was next to him pulled out a sniper rifle, and it had a, a red star uh, right at the base of the receiver. And, he, and this guy's a... Uh, handled all kinds of stuff in the military. And he said, I've never seen anything like this. And, and uh, so uh, he was, you know, looking at the rifle, and, and the young man asked him if he would like to shoot it. And he goes, well, yeah. And uh, so the, the young man was loading the magazine. He said, I've never even seen ammo like this. And this guy's an armor. And, uh, but he said this thing was a th – this was a nail driver weapon. But uh, – We've got some we've got some things that we need to take care of, Dave. <laughs> what would you recommend that we do? Well, if you're talking about a if you're talking about a grid down scenario, you're talking about the loss of trucking. You're talking about the loss of refrigeration. You're talking about the loss of uh, prescriptions. Uh, everything. I mean, you've got to have a water supply. Uh, you've got to have a food supply. Uh, and we've talked about this ad infinitum on your show. For our elderly people, um, aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, you know, you've got to have medications. Uh, 
you've got to have all this stuff. Because, I mean, with, with, with what we're talking about today, with the amount of and we're not even and we're not even talking about Chinese yet that are in this country that are in business and been academia and tons of them in in, in uh, Canada. Um, well, I mean, I, you gotta have stuff yeah. to be able to take care of yourself. I can speak to this. Annie Deriso, who is my news director for uh, six years on the Common Sense Show. Annie had a contact that put me in touch with a retired, now retired journalism professor and they were well aware of the Chinese intrusion they were living like 20 per house off the campus of West uh, Kentucky Western and they were uh, let's put it this way the one of the professors was from China and he was Chinese military these guys looked and acted like Chinese military they actually half marched to class I mean, marched. Um, so clearly military. And the person who I talked to, and she only would talk to me off the record, she would not go live on my show. And she said that she actually had a discussion with the professor. And she said, what is it you're trying to accomplish with these kids? And he said to her, we're going to take you over. And she goes, excuse me? He goes, yeah, ma'am, we're going to take you over. And you can repeat this as much as you want because no one will believe you, but we're going to take you over. Paul, I got one more story. Do you remember when uh, the voice of Russia, now Russia Today, remember when they interviewed me? Yep. They called me at 9.30 my time. Mr. Hudges, would you want to come on our show? Sure. When would you like to? 5 a.m. your time. 8 a.m. Eastern. I think they were operating out of D.C., if I remember correctly. And I said, okay, what are we going to talk about? Well, you've been writing some outrageous things about Russians here in America. And, oh gosh, I think this year was, what, 2013, 2014? Probably 2013. And I said, well, it's all true. And, he's, and they said, well, you've been writing about FEMA camps, too. And I said, well, that, there's government documents there. I said, do you want to debate this? Well, we're going to give you a chance to present your view. And they told me about this guy I was going to interview with. He's hardcore. He gets to the truth, blah, blah, blah. So at five minutes of five the next morning, I get the call from the Russians. And they said, uh, uh, Mr. Hodges, you're going to be on with and said a woman's name. Unfortunately, the guy who was supposed to interview me had taken ill, couldn't be there. And I knew this was a setup. And this was the same time frame when, uh, I can't say his name now without being censored, but the guy who got censored, you know, the man who gets red in the face when he gets pissed. So I'll yeah. call him bleep bleep from the bleep bleep oars. And uh, I, I basically, well, let's put it this way. This person from the bleep bleep was going head to head with, uh, what was that, Piers Bronson or whatever his name was. Remember the CNN guy? And they debated. Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan, thank you. And they debated the uh, uh, gun control, gun confiscation Obama wanted to do. And this yep. bleep bleep from the bleep bleep, he went out and he just eviscerated this guy and wouldn't let him get a word in edgewise. And then CNN demoted him and he went back to Britain. Do you remember that? Yep. Okay. Now, I smelled a rat. So for the only time in my life when I've been interviewed, I went bleep bleep from the bleep bleep show and acted just like him and this poor girl she couldn't have been 25 from the sound of her I just bulldozed over her now this was supposed to be a 30 minute interview they had me off in 11 minutes <laughs> I just went ballistic and here, here's, here's the thing this is why they were defending their turf there are no FEMA camps Mr. Hodges why would you say that and I started quoting documents FM 39.4, Rex 84, blah, 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 blah. You Russians are here. You Russians are there. Don't give me that crap. The Russian Foreign Ministry, 2011. So 11 minutes later, thank you, for Mr. Hodges, for your time. Now, that day, they posted this on their website. Extremist Dave Hodges makes false accusations about Russian military in America, even though we had the government documents. 
And uh, so then, of course, you know how I am, Paul. I'm not going to take that line down. So I put this up on my website, and I went after them. And uh, I said, Pravda's alive and well, blah, 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 blah. They invented baseball. They got to the moon first. They've even been to Mars, and they have a colony. You know how they are. And so then someone actually wrote to me on my message board on the Common Sense Show. Dear Mr. Hodges, you shouldn't get so upset. It is true we're state-owned media, but we don't engage in propaganda all the time. They actually said that, Paul. On oh, my, my God. Okay. Now, the reason, I'm sorry for being so long-winded, but the reason I told these two stories is I have people who have eyes to see but glue their eyes shut. I've been talking about the Russians since 2010. I've been talking about the Chinese about the same amount of time. And I have to tell you, Paul, I've proved this nine times Sunday, as has Doug Hagman, as has Steve Quayle, as you have at revolutionradio.org. Yet there are people out there that don't want to believe these foreign troops, and now you're saying 8,000 Spetsnats are in America. Even when we produce documentation, they don't want to believe it. Well, they, you know, they, 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 they do so at their own peril. I say they do so at their own ignorance. Uh, and, and listen, here, here's where I'm at. I love everybody, and I love this country, but the reality is we can no longer afford to carry the 50% of the people who have chosen by their own hand to be dumber than a box of rocks. We're drawn up sides, Paul. I'm nonviolent. I call for nonviolent change. But you saw that I wrote an article yesterday, and you saw the article, The Three Stages of Revolution. I talked about the it's coup on one website. hand. Yep, exactly. It's on the revolutionradio.org website. I talked about the coup on one hand, and I talked about a counter coup on the other. Well, Paul, there's still people that don't believe me. There are no terrorists here. There are no Russians. There's no ISIS in our country. Comey said that on July 4th, 2016. There's ISIS cells in every state. That may have been the only truthful thing the man ever said. Paul, we're in deep doo-doo. We're in deep doo-doo. By the way, someone sent me a picture of generators being shipped in West Texas. And we talked about the EMP and Trump is warned the country. Uh, Trump has an executive order about the EMPs and we've reported on generators being shipped around and those generators are still being shipped. Paul, what are you getting in terms of potential hostile military activity? You show me yours and I'll show you mine. Well, I mean, this has been this has been long going in Colorado for seven years. I mean, we've got sheriff deputies talking about them. They're not very friendly, and then six months later, they're bringing in their women. Uh, they've been seen in the malls in Denver uh, with wads of cash. Um, you know, uh, friends reporting to me that they like to hang out at the uh, the sporting goods stores in Fort Collins, uh, you know, and, and on top of that, you know, we, we did this, I don't know, a couple of two or three years ago, uh, a friend of mine, uh, saw these really weird guys at the, uh, super Walmart between Loveland and, uh, Fort Collins. And all three of them had, or all four of them had beards. Two of them had shaved heads and two of them didn't, but they had barcodes on the left, left side of their necks. Hmm. And uh, so I had no idea what that was. So, you know, I start reaching out to the usual suspects, and I've got a guy that's a uh, former Marine black ops sniper that's been all over the world. And I asked, he stopped by the shop one night after I called him and uh, asked him the question. He said, well, don't you know what those are? And I go, no, I'm dumbass, I'm asking you. And he goes, those are former Turkish prisoners that have been psychologically evaluated to be able to work in a military environment. And uh, most of them are mass murderers and rapists and thieves and all 
kinds of stuff, you know, real bad guys out of Turkey. So, I mean, we've got those here. So, I mean, it, this is a long-going project. It, it, and if you guys know anything about history or military history, that, you know, you preposition, 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 plan, and execute. So, I mean, th- th- this is a long, long-term um attack on you and your families in this country there's no question and people just refuse to see the danger um one day and i've i've printed this on my website paul we're going to see a tet offensive and just to review for people who are maybe younger and don't know their vietnam war history president johnson in 1968 was telling the country we're winning the war in vietnam won't belong till we bring our boys home. And so the North Vietnamese said, hey, can we take a few days off from killing in the Tet Lunar New Year? And Paul, you know the rest. Yep. This war we were winning, well, the Viet Cong and the NVA attacked South Vietnam in every provincial uh, capital city. They took the embassy in Saigon, the U.S. embassy. <laughs> We end up winning every battle, but there was hell. You know to who pay. the last human being out of the embassy of Saigon was? Who? My aunt. Oh, really? She worked. She worked for the CIA. She was the only one that took Nixon and and all the top brass in Vietnam, and she actually had the last chopper off of the roof, and she took twelve Vietnamese girls that she orphans that she had been taken care of and she got them back to the states got them back to california and this lady put all 12 of them through college it's an amazing story i want to close the the lid on this uh, tet offensive though they attacked in all these capitals and this is what turned public opinion against the war in a big way and uh oh absolutely and this is called the tet offensive paul we're going to wake up one day and we're going to have a Tet Offensive across America. MS-13, ISIS, Hezbollah, Hamas, the Sinaloas, the Juarez cartels. They're all one day, and others, Muslim Brotherhood, they're all going to launch an attack on the same day. I'm at, do you not believe that? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you can, and you can tell when this is going to happen. When the cell phones go down... When the internet goes down and we have no, the normal functional human being has no way to communicate, then you get ready, you know, you lock and load and get ready to duck. How much warning do you think we'll have once the cell phones go down? Won't it be underway when that happens? Uh, It'll probably be instantaneous. My good friend Bob Griswold unsolicited promotion here he sells communication devices at a pretty good price and they can have up to a 20 to 30 mile radius depending on topography not the Walmart that say they give you 30 miles and they're lucky if they give you 30 blocks Paul if they're going to take the cell phones down do you not think that people family members that will be separated from each other shouldn't they carry these communication devices you got to carry anything you can. I mean, um, we've got ham radio, you know, we've got antennas with the automobiles and, you know, where we can, uh, communicate on the repeaters here in Northern Colorado. But, uh, I I was doing a show with a good friend of mine, John Moore one time, which John Moore was special forces of Vietnam and special Forces intelligence. And I was doing a show with him one time. He said, you know, the most dangerous thing I, incurred in Vietnam and I go lime green tracers coming from the wrong direction he goes no lack of communications so communications with the outside world is extremely psychologically important when I hear these stories I realize how close we are Um, you've got the Chinese that run the solar energy farms and they are the Chinese military they run the inland ports in places like Stockton, California, and Kansas City, other places. 
you've got the Russians roaming freely. You've got the Chetsons in West Denver. We did a story on that. We, we have uh, the cartels everywhere. The Sinaloas on behalf of the Chinese are running the Emerald Triangle, including Humboldt County. Marilyn Rupar and I have reported on that exclusively. Paul, what form is this going to come in? Are they going to hit us with everything at once? Is there going to be a silver bullet? You noticed that uh, just yesterday there was another shooting, and I said there was going to be a false flag school shooting. Do you remember that, Paul? And I said that. I wrote an article to that effect 24 hours before it happened. Do you recall? Yep. And sure enough, in Denver at a charter school, not far from Columbine, where coincidentally I did my student teaching, they had. Yeah, I was at Highlands Ranch today. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And same area as Columbine geographically very similar um, the false flags are coming Paul talk to me about what the false flags are going to look like I'll start generators moving around the country speaks to localized EMPs or minimum of grid down would you agree absolutely okay what else do you think they're going to hit us with If I was the evil psychopath dictator, I'd hit you guys with a no power and a bioweapon. Interesting. We've reported here on the Common Sense Show with a um, Alphabet Soup agency source, and this has now been reported, so I have backing for this statement. 20 Congolese were seized by various border agencies from the Border Patrol to ICE to DHS and they tested them for Ebola. This is probably two and a half weeks ago now. Three of them yep. tested positive and they disappeared. And, and they disappeared. The, yeah, exactly. And you know this story. And I heard from my DEA source. He said, I got a memo here talking about cartel movements in Northern California and we're on them. And he said at the bottom of the intel report, they're talking about three unaccounted for Ebola people who were released from custody. He said someone leaked that information so we would know. And he says, Dave, I'm letting you know. And I said, I already know. I have another source on this. So I agree with you about the bioweapon. Well, one of the things that you may not know, and I've, I've been following this Ebola for years, and there's tons of stories up on revolutionradio.org. This last there's there's multiple strains of Ebola, and you've done articles on it, and we know who has the the uh, patent, the CDC on the Ebola. But this latest strain of Ebola is missing one protein to be able to go airborne. I'm not enough of one a biologist. Molecule. I, One I, protein to go airborne. Do they have the ability to bridge that gap? I don't know, but you don't want to be on an airplane. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I think you're right. Uh, one of my intel sources today, and I'm going to publish the photo, sent me intel, with, uh, and we have pictures. Um, here, Paul, let me look it up because I don't want to misquote the source here. So just a second here. Let me go and pull this up. And um, just about there. Sorry for the dead air, people. Here we go. Because I want to quote here. I've got a picture, and it looks like a TV news headline, but it's not. And it says... 13 illegals disguised as U.S. Marines seized at border. And we see in what appears to be a passenger van, these men who are clearly Mexican, or so it seems, have uh, the full Marine gear on and they have their heads, or hands interlocked behind their neck in arrest position. Stuff's getting serious. Well, I'll tell you what. Those aren't the only Marine uniforms in Mexico. What do you mean? Well, if you've got those guys in Marine uniforms, 
there's more Marine uniforms in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're not just going to order 16. Okay. Let's go back to something that happened prior to this. Well reported. Mainstream media reported. The Mexican military in the form of the Mexican National Guard, brand new outfit, being trained by the UN of all people for humanitarian reasons, and they're abandoning the federale concept, and they crossed the border in force and took two American soldiers prisoner. But they weren't National Guard, as we've reported in the mainstream media. My sources tell me they were special operations forces. And I got a lesson from my source on what they can do. They have technology like we have technology. Only problem is the deep state members of some of these agencies won't allow their personnel to have the same level of technology, so they're fighting the battle with both hands tied behind their back. They have the ability, Paul, with G this new GPS, is they can lock onto your GPS and get a visual of where what you're doing, what your armaments are. So in other words, you can get troop strength, weapon strength, and the exact location. And I believe, as does my main source on this, that when the Mexican National Guard crossed the border, see, GPS doesn't know borders, they locked onto these special ops and they said, this is a show of force and we're going to show them what we're capable of doing. That's what I think was going on there. And I'm not alone in that opinion. There are people who are in the intel agencies who believe this same thing. Paul, a paramilitary invasion is coming and they're going to use a fifth column force. And I want to remind people of the Battle of the Bulge. We almost lost that battle, could have lost the war. And the first wave of German soldiers wasn't their tanks. It wasn't the Blitzkrieg. It was American Germans who had lived in America, spoke perfect English, wore American MP uniforms. They came in and cut communications, changed roadsides, and saved bridges from being blown up in the oncoming or upcoming retreat. That's what I think we're seeing here. We're seeing the enemy imitate American soldiers for fifth column purposes for a prelude to a paramilitary invasion, Red Dawn. Please dissect my words and tell me I'm full of crap because I want to get to sleep tonight. Uh, no, I don't think you do. But one of the scariest things, and you, you wrote an article about it, and you've talked about it, and we've done it on a radio show, is the gentleman that was flying the jet that just disappeared out of mm, the air. The Iraqi general um, from yep. an Arizona Air Force base. Yep. And the teams from Luke and Davis Monthan Air Force bases were down at Douglas, which is on the border, and they found the crash site. They couldn't find the pilot. They're looking and looking in helicopters with floodlights and men walking the perimeter, and they couldn't find him. And then all of a sudden, they discovered his charred body in the cockpit. He never got off a mayday call. He never tried to eject because he couldn't. And later, when I ran this article, a follow-up, um, a radar operator, who I won't say the base still, he contacts me through the website, and he said, that plane dropped from the sky, Mr. Hodges. It had to be an EMP. And that explains why he didn't eject and why there was no mayday call. It was an Iraqi brigadier general. And what I was told was this was field operational localized EMP weapon that could bring down planes and helicopters. And they could localize the effect. The North Koreans have these weapons. The Chinese have them and the Russians have them. And the thinking was that ISIS that was operating in and around the border at that time, they were the ones that perpetrated this in another show of force. Now, how many weapons like that do you think are around the United States? Hundreds. Absolutely. Not dozens, pre hundreds. Preposition, execute. Absolutely. These people could bring, I don't know how many aircraft down around... Can you imagine what would happen to this country if, nah, I don't know, 100, 200 local flights? If you look at the flight plan, plans around the country, 
and and look at how many aircraft are flying around the country every day. Three hundred is not that many. No, no. I recall now that you bring this up. Diane Feinstein wanted to introduce legislation to make airliners um, foolproof from RPG bring downs, and because she flies on airliners. She didn't give a damn about the public, but she flies on airliners. That didn't go anywhere. But I'll never forget she tried to do that. But, Paul, there's something else that you're bringing up indirectly. The Ammon Bundy situation. And I know now why my interview was scrubbed with him. And, and here's what I mean. I broadcast at Global Star Radio Network. That's our home base. We have a satellite on the East Coast, a satellite on the West Coast that operate independently. You can listen by phone. You can listen by live stream. I'm going through my three-hour show, and every break I'm saying, Ammon Bundy, last half hour, Ammon Bundy, stay tuned, breaking news. We were going to be the first news entity to interview Ammon Bundy at Mulher. We were beating CNN and all the rest of them to the punch, thanks to Shauna Cox, who's become a friend of mine. Well... <laughs> Hello, Ammon Bundy. Welcome to the show. Click. Goodbye. See ya. Both satellites went down. Live stream went down. Listen by phone went down. We couldn't even talk to each other until the next morning. Here's why. The day before the interview, I said the missing aspect on Ammon's dad's land, Cliven Bundy, located next to Nellis Air Force Base. Keep this in mind. Their land had a solar energy farm that was going to go on it. Not only were they extracting uranium for Uranium One and Hillary Clinton, but they had a solar energy farm the Chinese brought in. And Harry Reid's son was paid $5 million by the Chinese to do this. Well, the Chinese company, Sinta, is a military front company. And they're going to run the solar energy farm. Let's talk about EMP weapons next to an American base. And I ran this article. I said, oh my God, this is how they'll defend against Red Dawn and American air cover. Here come the planes down the runway at Nellis. EMP, take them out. EMP, take them out. Just like they did the Iraqi general. Now, solar energy farm near Davis Monthan in Tucson. Luke Air Force Base. You go 25 miles to the south on Interstate 10 and you have solar energy farm run by the Chinese. How do you like them apples, Paul? They plan to bring down our planes on takeoff. And the Obama administration and Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid, facilitated this treason on Clive and Bundy's land. Because I printed this the day before I interviewed Ammon, that's why they knocked us off the air. Well, bottom line of all of this, is at some point in probably, I'd say, west of the Mississippi, is you're going to be on your own. Repeat after me. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, natural health care medicine, um, tools, powerful flashlights, um, blunt instrument weapons, knives, alliances, night vision, night vision, communications equipment, water filtration. Those are the bare essentials of what it takes to get through these catastrophes. See, when the trouble starts, people, there are no more just-in-time deliveries, and those stores will be emptied, and those will be danger zones to go into because people will be fighting over the last morsel. Paul, we're in a mess. This conversation. Oh, absolutely. Weird. I mean, I mean, we've, and you know, we've talked about this. I, f I follow the credit markets and a lot of this stuff. And in this last S and P giant leap into mankind, one hundred percent was stock buybacks. The other hundred percent were sales. These people are feeding off the Federal Reserve, going to the window, getting their how many billions or trillions of dollars and buying their own stocks back. So sometime 
this is going to this is going to crater and the credit markets break you don't even have to worry about an EMP or any of this other stuff credit markets break trucking stops I just don't know what to say this is um, I mean we're facing so many threats and we didn't even talk about the 800 pound gorilla in the room the Oroville Dam and uh, I, I've been hearing from Richard Sauter on this. Man, he, that guy has so many good points on this. But as you know, I'm a colleague of Paul Preston on this issue. And um, there are things I can say and things I can't say. And uh, someday I'll tell the whole story. But what I can say is the spillway is out. The emergency spillway is in big trouble. We can I published the cracks in the pavement and the photos. And when that water from the lake overtops from the lake and takes out the OG weir, that's the last line of defense, baby. There's a million people in danger. Crops going to be gone. Richest agricultural area in the United States. Food famines are going to follow. Economy is going to be devastated. We didn't even bring that one up, um, Paul. Right now, that dam can expel 10,000 cubic feet of water per second. But coming down towards it, going to arrive there in a couple of days is 19,500 pounds of cubic square feet per second. They have no chance, not unless this water dissipates on its own. And if they have a rainstorm or more big snow runoff because of high temperatures, Katie bar the door. So Paul, it's like there's no shortage of crap. <laughs> I mean, it's everywhere you turn. Well, if you haven't listened to your, uh, it, hopefully everybody's listened to your uh, show with Vance, but that'll that, that'll give you a, a, a another thing to look at. <laughs> well, who the power brokers are is one thing we covered in detail, and one of the things is that we know now from watching Trump, he ain't in charge. He has so much. Oh, control. absolutely not. He has so much control. He has things he's doing, and he's tried to do some good things for the American worker, for the economy. He won't lift a finger to help in social media because they're not going to let him. It's that simple. They're not going to let him. And um, well, I, you know, I think I think Vance covered very well. You know, if you want to get to Trump, get to his family. Yeah. Well, do you know an assassination letter went to the Trump Tower yesterday? No. Yeah, that's out there. It's out there. I think it's on the blank, 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 blank website that's banned from everywhere. Um, I think that's where I saw it. Um, I didn't have a chance to check this out, but it's a fairly reliable source. Uh, do you remember, too, Trump was going to take the troops out of Syria a couple years ago? Oh, absolutely. And they found the dead body in his towers. Remember that? Yep. Found the dead body in his towers, and all of a sudden, hey, we can stay there as long as you need, boys and girls. Have fun killing people. Oh, yeah, false flag attack. We're all fooled by it. There was no false flag attack here. It's real. Uh-huh. They got to him at that time. People are going to be uncomfortable with me saying this, but he's been placed in a, in a straitjacket politically. But, Paul, it doesn't matter really if they take him down. If they take him down, can you say instant civil war? Absolutely. That's what Jade Helm 16 was about. Remember? Fighting against yep. American dissidents, and they advertised on Craigslist for people to come in, crisis actors, to play ex-military disaffected people who were now guerrillas, and they were guerrilla chieftains. And they advertised for it. They paid $18 an hour. That was Jade Helm 16. They know this is coming. The other side knows there's going to be an uprising. If they take well, control I think everybody of this government, knows. No, I don't think so. Paul, I don't think so. I tell people, hey, we're already in a civil war. It's just no shooting yet. Oh, there you go, Dave. Chicken little. Your poop is falling from the sky. And, you know, this is what you hear. And, uh, but, Paul, <laughs> the facts are the facts. The facts are the facts. 13 illegals arrested in American Marine uniforms. And I have a source that told me that um, in Del Rio, Texas, 
Border Patrol people ostensibly followed home a year ago. They kept this out of the media. Three of them were pistol whipped. Their wives were raped. Their kids were abused. And they said, you will play ball with us. And one of the agencies was on top of it. And I wasn't allowed to know the outcome because that part was classified. I was allowed to be read an operational detail that was not classified. This already happened. This already well, happened. They the were bottom... wearing, well, let me finish the thought. They were wearing Border Patrol and DHS uniforms. Well, I think the bottom line out of all of this, I mean, a lot of the stuff we've done over the last four or five years, the stuff that's coming at us right now uh, is people need to get ready. They need to get their provisions ready. Uh, you need to store gasoline because there won't be any gasoline. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Prescriptions for our elderly get a doctor that will give at least a one-year prescription. Or go natural. Or go natural. And everything it takes to live life. Because I, I, you know, Blitzkrieg works really well psychologically. And we're about ready to shock, see it. Shock and awe works yeah. really great yeah. for a bunch of 360 million mostly idiots. Absolutely. And that's where it's going to be. It's going to be quick. You're right about the idiots. Sorry to say, you're right. Paul, my friend, we are out of time. Paul's website, one of the best news aggregate sites out there, revolutionradio.org is the place to go. Paul, this is an ongoing saga. I want to thank you for joining us. Everybody else, stay tuned. Thanks so much, Paul. Thank you, Dave.